We're never doing Jane Eyre as a episode ever. Neat. Hello and welcome to Isn't It Neat, a podcast where we talk about things we think are neat. My name is Erin and I'm joined by my sisters, Helen. Hello. And Caitlin. Hi. This week we're continuing our watch of The Wheel of Time, season two, and we're up to episode five now. So we've got a spoiler warning for through to episode five of season two. If you want to hear our season one coverage, go back to episode one of the podcast, way back to the beginning. Um, Amber warning for book spoilers. As we get going into the season, we're, we're talking just a little bit more about like referring a little bit more to the books. Um, but we keep things vague, I guess, and it's more just a little bit of a comparison of how events do or don't happen. Um, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to go on to a rant about the books in this recording. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we will look forward to that. Have opinions. <laughs> um, so Caitlin is about two-thirds of the way through The Shadow Rising, which is book four of The Wheel of Time. Uh, Helen's a never reader and I'm fully mm. spoiled. If you want to hear my full spoiler thoughts on season two, check out Behind the Timeline. I was a guest on the Dark Friends Social with Lindsay, so that was back in September, October of 2023. Yes. So, episode five. We begin with a cold open, and it's the High Lord Turak. Yeah. Turakin all over the place. Turak. The High Lord <laughs> Turak. Yeah. He's pretty cool. So what did you think of this, Helen? Um, she got her nails cut off. <laughs> yeah. And there was a big, like, gasp and wince, like it's yeah. a big deal. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's it a big deal. Or? <laughs> well, yeah, it should be because the nerves continue. If you let your nails grow really long, the nerves will grow out with them. Hmm. How long did it take really to grow weird. those nails that long? Yes. Probably a while. But yeah. I like I think it's more like it may have been a little bit physically painful, but I think it was more like socially painful. Oh like, yeah, like she's oh, at the bottom the of the room now. Socialize is dead now. Yeah, yeah. yeah she they dropped. can see that I am not very good yeah. at my job. Shame. <laughs> Sean, Sean the unbeliever. Um, yeah, so she's been punished for taking a town like out of there, way out, like, too far out. Yeah, but she also sassed boss man. Yeah. Yeah. And I um I love the voices, like the the people that talk for them. Mm-hmm. It's like their voices. And I, I think it's quite clever, especially with Turuk, like throughout the whole episode as well. You see like he's sitting, it's like a, a close-up of his face and then he like has a thought and then – there's like the words come out, but it's not him talking. It's really, mm. I think it's really cool. Of mm. like, yeah, they have, and I think, I think you said because the voices wear that like cage over their faces. I don't think them. It's made of their hair. I think that's a separate piece that's just in their hair. Yeah, the first time it was a the exact same color as her hair, mm, and in this brown. one we get a better close up where it is definitely a braided piece. Um, yeah, but. Not necessarily. Like I always thought it was yeah. just a bit of jewellery. <laughs> yeah, they've all got, they're very, like all the Sean Chan, they're identifiable by like what they are, like what their job is and their rank. So mm-hmm. the voices wear the thing, but they also have little scars on their chins. Mm. Um, and the, um, like the Demane have the, the, well, they're wearing the collar and they've got the, the, the dummy. dummy. 
<laughs> and what did Helen call it? That was a better name. Yeah, uh, muzzle. Muzzle. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like a, a dummy. Muzzle. <laughs> yeah. So the um, Suldam as well have got like the blue face paint, but they've got like scarring underneath. Mm. Like and the ridges then, and stuff. It's and you can see cool. High Lord Turak has like scarring on his scalp where there's no hair. Mm-hmm. Like their hair seems to very be very important as well, like in terms of rank and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking yeah. about it. I'm like, I bet there was someone who like ranked really high and they like shaved their head for the first time and like had a really ugly head. You know, like some people, the bald look doesn't look good on them. Mm. And it's always a gamble. It it's awful, look and they're like, they're like, this looks really shit. So they're like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like make a fashion. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna like put all this scarring, and then other people will do it too, and then everyone will have ugly heads. <laughs> but I bet that's how it happened. <laughs> or it's the other way around. Someone in like power makes the other person shave their head, and then like they just look amazing. <laughs> so yeah. you're like. <laughs> yeah. Somebody who happened to have scars rose up to power and then it became a thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and one other thing about this cold open, actually quite a lot happens. So Suroth comes in, she gets like punished and her nails get cut off, which is like and all the like other high ladies and lords who are sitting there are all like, ooh, and then they like they like turn their heads away from her. It's like, oh, really shamey. Um, and then, and Turak has like a little speech about how he works for the light. They're here for the light. Mm. And I think, Helen, did we have a little discussion about like whether the Sean Chan are bad guys or not, as in like dark friends? I don't know. You're always asking me who do you think these people are. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care. <laughs> We had a discussion and she said there's probably some people who are, but I don't care. (laughs) So it seems like this nation, these like colonial people, these colonizers, are um, kind of similar to the Westlands, like the the land that we're in, in that they like say they're for the light. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, we're on the side of the light. We're good people. But then some of them are not and they like influence stuff. It's like mm. how um, I can't remember their names, but it's the the priestly looking guys that murder people that wear white. Oh, the white cloaks. Yeah, those guys. Yeah. How they're all like, we're we're this religion, so we're obviously in the right because this religion is pure and whatever. And that's yeah. the same vibe. Yeah. Do you yeah. see my dress? Yeah. We're pure. <laughs> yeah. We're so Let white. me just murder you real quick. We're obviously the good guys because our God told us to do these things and well, that's mm. what we tell ourselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we have the Horn of Valir is presented to the High Lord Turak. Uh, who, um, yeah, and Ashamiel's there as well. And we also have like Loyal and Ingtar just hanging in the background. Yeah, they've been like, brought up. They don't look like they're slaves, but they're presented as though they are yeah they're kind of dressed up too mm-hmm. they've like put them in nice clothes yeah look <laughs> at my pen of there Shen, uh, not Sean Chen. what's an inkta what's he called a shinaran shinaran look at my pet shinaran and a gear yeah <laughs> yeah and then, then, like you know, the traveling salesman guy i forget who he is yeah just, pattern fame dances up basically with yeah. he presents this you know he goes here you go <laughs> yeah and then, and then, then just sashays away. Yeah. yeah. Great. He doesn't care about anything. He's like, whatever. He seems like he's he's on his own team. Like, he's like, whatever. 
this is hilarious. Yeah. I've got my own private joke going on. Mm. Mm. When they guys open paid it, me the most. be full of farts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now the High Lord Turak has the Horn of Valia. Oh no. Um, dun dun yeah. dun. Dun dun dun. So that's that's the cold open, pretty much. Yeah. Now I would like to start um, talking about sort of the events that kind of happen in Kyrian and with Lanfear and Rand and Moiraine. Yeah. Okay, so this is really cool. So after the cold open, when it like kind of starts properly, we see Lanfear resurrecting. Yeah, she's like zipping herself up by sucking in all the blood that's got all on the floor. It's kind of gross she's now. making gross choky noises. Yeah. <laughs> There's no five-second rule for blood, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I like how like as soon as she like oh, that can breathe again, <laughs> yeah, she's like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's so cool. So she like Excellent. resurrects and comes back to life. Um and then is like chasing after them and Moraine's like shit 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 come on round shit 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 shit. We can't go to sleep. Why are we we're getting chased by dead. a murderer. It's like oh shit, oh shit. I really made her bad. Oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have much time. Yeah. And Rand's like what the fuck? Yeah. Oh. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So they end up, so Maureen and Rand end up at like a stable and they're like, oh, good, horses to steal. And then the oh, like stable. lady. I know. She's like, hey, you can't steal my horses. And Maureen's like, White Tower. No, 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 no. Let's go. Threatening, threatening, threatening. My shit. I have a, a ring from the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and then she kills a horse, which is like heckin' like a bit much Maureen. Yeah. She's like, oh, there's she's four like, horses and I can't give her one to follow us. Stab. Yeah. Like, and later oh, in then she's like, horses so slow. Ugh. Yeah. Is there anything <laughs> slower than a horse? I love that because she says that. Is there anything slower than a horse? And like trots off. And then the mm. next scene is Perrin walking. <laughs> you're like, yes, there is something slower than a horse. People. Yeah. Oh, your own legs. Yeah. So Lanfear comes behind them and it doesn't matter that Moraine killed the horse. I Lanfear's yeah, because like, oh. that guy arrived and he had a horse. Yeah, mm. so she's like, Poor oh, guy. clever. Yeah. And then Lanfear just, like, blows his head off. Yeah, he's just being like, oh, lady, hello. Oh, gosh, yeah. what happened to your horse there? And then she murderizes him. Yeah, just bam. Because he doesn't matter. He's a he's a NPC. The poor NPC <laughs> in the wrong place, the wrong time. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he turns up. To be like, I'm rescuing a lady. She's like, she's just Die. he's just this nice guy that just showed up and yeah. like, but oh. he says it like, a, "Do you need assistance, my lady?" Like mm. it is, yeah, it's very nice, yeah. And she's just like, "Blah, where does this road go?" Of course it goes. Of course there. it does. Okay, no more head for you. So <laughs> she's like, like we've got Maureen and Lanfear both quite ruthless here, but Lanfear's mm. just like so much more heartless. Mm. Yeah, because Maureen's doing it. Because she this, has this kind to, of necessity, kind whereas Lanfear's just this like, desperation I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> yeah. It's like unnecessarily cruel as well. Like when she eventually catches up with the, the stable lady, mm. she like sews her mouth together. Like that's so unnecessary. Mm. Mm. And she but just can because so like, cool. it's not real to her. But yeah, like Lanfear is amazing. She's so evil. Yeah. I love her. 
Mm. And she's got the like power whip to like whip the horse, the like golden mm. lasso. Yeah. <laughs> this is not the lasso of truth, it's the lasso of evil. Mm. To whip the horse, yeah. Um, and we get a little bit so Moraine um, explains to Rand a little bit about the dream world, which we learn is called Teleran Riode. What do you think about that, Helen? Did you even catch that? Does that even matter? She said, fancy word, blah, blah, blah. She can control dreams. Didn't yeah. seem like it. I thought I thought the word meant like the, the magics she uses, not that it's a dream world. Okay, yeah. It's I mean, a dream. Yeah, it's the it's name both. of the dream world. But it is, yeah, I suppose it's kind of a magic. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. You know, like a style of martial art type thing, but with the power that they use or whatever they call it. (laughs) She's a master of Telerenriod. Like Kung Fu. Mm. Someone just doing Tai Chi with their like, they're snoring and drooling a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, and we see a few dreams and things and them kind of manipulating the dreams in this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Does that shed any light on what's happened in previous episodes with like dreams and stuff, Helen? Or are you just like, whatever? I mean... uh... Kind of the last episode where you're talking about when when what's his name Brand Brand down the in oh yeah and that yeah, weird sequence dream, is like yeah. oh so he was probably dreaming that yeah and it could be possible that Lanfear was like manipulating that yeah probably could be possible Lanfear just always manipulating yeah duh we know that she does do that and that she's merciless and. Creepy like that. She manipulates yeah. it when she needs something, and when she doesn't need it, she just pops people's heads off. Just pop, pop again. Yep, pop, gone. Yeah. And um, Maureen and Rand eventually they arrive back in Carrion, back at Maureen's house, and and I love this. We meet Barthanis, so we get some more drama, dread drama. I love the drama dreads. So I was thinking about Fun, this while we're watching this, drama. Caitlin. I'm like, Caitlin, you didn't get your detective procedural, but we got the like historical drama. It's like full yeah. Downton Abbey. It is full Downton Abbey. I love it um, I love because it. he's going to get married to the queen and be the king, and it's restoring their fortunes, and everything's been ruined. And he's such a sweet boy, and he loves he's his such... auntie, who he hasn't seen since he was a little tiny person. He, he's just—he's so nice. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> so nice. He's, he's got to be like an alky with like anger problems. <laughs> he's too nice. <laughs> he's so he's so nice. He like stands up and he's like, oh, Auntie Moraine. Just this you sweet boy my full of sunshine. Yeah. I know he's a sweet boy full of sunshine. But he's like, in Carrienne who are manipulative shit. So like how how has he been so sweet? Yeah, full of sunshine. And that's what, that's what that Unfair and Moraine say. They're like somehow he's turned out like our dad who was really nice and sweet. Um, and not like anyone else here. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling that mum probably she'll protected him a lot from that mm. kind of side. Like aware, he's probably aware of it, but also in a way, in that kind of not innocent way. You know, he's got a little bit naive. He's got faith and hope in the world still mm, somehow. Yeah, <laughs> which seems like if he's the king, because yeah. he's marrying the queen. If he becomes the king, maybe he can like. Make the world a better place. Yeah. With that optimism. I don't know. Yeah. He's the right kind of person you want as a queen king, probably. Yeah. Um, 
Can be yeah, so he's really sweet. So they're doing tasting for the for the wedding feast. And I love it when Rand comes in and Bartholus is like, oh, Auntie Maureen, is this your water? And yeah. she's like, no, uh, this no. is Rand. No, because Rand <laughs> fucked up and was like, I'm not a water. And he, she's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I could have just smiled our way through this. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and because – Rand met Omvir at the party, so mm. she's like, we've met. And Rand's like, mm-hmm. Yeah, so that awkward moment when he walked in was like, and he's realising, your sister, and it's like, oh, it's oh, that shit. lady. And he's awkwardly in the background with family drama happening in front of he's him. He's also, <laughs> like, super oh. slow because she, she's like, your sister's in the whatever, and he's he's heard that. And he walks in and he's like, fine. And then he hears nephew and goes, nephew, so not an Aes Sedai. Mm. An actual like relative. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, she catch has that. family. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like, like actual sister. Yeah, yeah. Not like, like not not tower sister. Okay, mm. he, he's yeah. just going along for the ride again. Yeah, poor poor Rand. He has just like had a bit of this. All well, this stuff happened to him again, and he's like, "Fuck! I thought I had mm. something good going on for a little while there." Every she's time. living my life, yeah. And it turns out she's, like, super evil. My girlfriend's super evil. <laughs> <laughs> He's in, like, therapy sitting on a couch. He's like, every time I get close to someone, they turn out to be a dark friend or, like, an Aes Sedai or they, like, don't want to be with me. And I'm just yeah. sad. <laughs> like, yeah. The therapist would be like, okay, so what can you change about that? <laughs> He's like, I don't know, like maybe just like find the right girl. It's like, oh, maybe like focus on yourself and stop being such a boring shit. <laughs> and and um, like Maureen does ask him, what do you think Lanfear wants like right at the end? And he's like, yeah. mm, well, like up to a few hours ago, I thought she wanted me. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> like, yeah. He's a little sad boy and he just wants yeah. to be loved and he can't work out why people won't love him for what he is and is like, at the same time denying what he is. So. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like that nice guy rhetoric almost. Oh, yeah. He leans he into it me so like, much. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in terms of that, that like nice guy trope, that's often like someone who doesn't see that they're actually Yeah, someone who really isn't shit. a nice guy is pretending yeah, that whereas they're I think, a nice guy. I think Rand actually kind of is like a legit nice guy. Like he does try his best, even though oh, he's yeah. like trying to hide from his family and friends and faking his death. It's like he's got good intentions. Yeah, but he's doing all the wrong things. Like yeah. this, is what, this is what annoys me. He's all like, I have angst. I must go away from my loved ones who I can't remove from like being in a situation because of me. So I'm just going to pretend that it's better that I'm not there. It's like, well, that doesn't benefit anyone but you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but then Maureen's kind of doing the same thing. She's like, I don't need anyone. I'm going to I'm gonna be mean to you so you leave to I'm protect gonna go you. I'm going to go brood off on the sunset by myself. Yeah. They're a good yeah, pair, well, she's Maureen doing, and she's, she's doing it fully cognizant of the dramatic impact that she's having. Um, and also her decisions are this is going to suck for everyone. Mm. But I'm... Just, I'm hoping that this is the right thing. And she said, like, there's a whole speech that she says to her sister, yeah, which is like, I don't her... know if I'm doing the right thing, and I'm yeah. pretty sure I've made made your life hard because of it, and like, you're going to get drawn into this. And her sister is an absolute queen and goes, yeah. "Dude, <laughs> what can back. you do about this?" Yeah. And then Maureen's yeah, like, "Ah, oh, I know." Yeah, it's another now. like bath scene. 
Yeah, she's having her, she's standing, trying washing off the blood, the inside, crying, because she's like, I don't know what to do. Mm. Oh, gosh. And she does finally open up to Onver as well, which is Mm. like, finally, like, they kind of breaking down the walls a little bit. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. And, um, and we see... We see Lanfear and Ashamiel in the dream world together, so it looks like Rand's accidentally fallen asleep. He's in the bed and then Ashamiel, like, caresses his face. <laughs> and then very I was looking at that go, oh, yeah. he and the dragon have a history. Okay. Yeah. But then it turns out it's Lanfear. I, yeah. love, I love that bit where like, he's like, what are you doing in my dream, Lanfear? And she's like, oh, how did you know? Like. You guessed it was me. Well done. Yeah, right. and and he's like, you're not subtle. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's kind of obvious. <laughs> yeah. And they have this, like, very fraught with meaning conversation and stuff. Um, mm. Yeah, which is quite, I think it's quite interesting, like, watching them and just their reactions and stuff. And even, like, she's like, aren't you worried I'll betray you? He's like, will you? And she's like, <laughs> of course. And he's like, hmm. Okay, just yeah. what I expected. Yeah, he, he can trust her to do the thing that will benefit her, including betraying him. And mm. so it's easier to trust what she's going to do rather than people who say that they're going to be good and do what he's asked them. Yeah, yeah. kind of like, I know what you want is what he tells her. Mm. It's like, that's why I can trust you because you do the thing that you want and that, yeah, I can manipulate Yeah, that. I understand what that, motivates that benefits you, I understand me, what you're you going to choose. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're upfront about your in... your intentions. Yeah, so mm. not like Rand, who's all like, "I don't want to be the dragon, but also like I gotta save the world." Oh, it's so hard being me. Yeah, <laughs> so. they have Lamfrey and have some cool banter. I like they do. Their, I like them. Their relationship and their banter. And you're like, mm, yeah, cool. Um, and the upshot of the bath bath time with little sister is that. Moraine realizes that maybe Rand doesn't need protecting from Landfear because she could have killed him at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, in the like three months or so that they were just hanging out, and so she sends Rand into the dream world. It's yeah, find so out cool. what's up. Yeah, so he like figure out what they well, want. <laughs> yeah, and that this is like the cliffhanger ending to the episode where he like wakes up and he's like strapped to this wheel in like the desert. It's and Lanfi is there in her like dominatrix outfit. She's so like, I'm gonna do some symbolism here, and it's gonna yeah. be so visually pleasing. He's gonna get it straight away, and he's like, "What's going on?" And she's like, and it- "Bitch, I dressed up for you." Yeah, <laughs> she's like, "Now I'm gonna look so hot." She does. So I love like, her hat. Yeah, she's excellent like, hat. Finally, I love it. Like, yeah, she's so yeah. It's a great hat, headdress, and like the whole outfit and stuff. What did you think of that, Helen? Uh, it's like the, when it does this panning shot of all around, it's like, oh, she's being so dramatic right now. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> she's not She's not being like angsty dramatic. She's like, if I had this smoke This is theatre kid dramatic. Yeah, this is yeah. theatre kid dramatic. Yes. I <laughs> <laughs> are doing a scene change. <laughs> yeah, she's like, come into my domain. I've set yeah. this up as soon as he falls asleep. I love it how like she's like waiting in um, – Death guy's dream, <laughs> like and you Shana, know yeah, that she's, she's just got, hanging around. Like she's like fucking fully around, fully set waiting. up the other dream, 
Like she's got the, the chairs in place. She's got the outfit laid over the chair. She's the like ready to go. <laughs> the lighting's yeah. perfect. She's like, mm, perfect. Now he just needs to go to sleep and he's taking forever. Let me go like annoy the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is sleeping that I can go and poke? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I'm so bored. It's taking so long. Yeah, I'm going to go yeah. play dress ups over here for a bit. Um, yeah. And set my alarm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's very it's very cool. She's so awesome. And I guess maybe we'll see what her plans are next yeah. episode. Yeah. There was like the little cliffhanger at the end there. So let's take a break and we'll be back soon with more of episode five. <laughs> And we're back. So let's hop over to Perrin. Um, he has arrived with Elias back at a Tuins mill and he's like, what the fuck, bro? I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> what do you mean? And Elias is like, yeah, it's for your own good. Yeah. <laughs> and Perrin's like, fuck you. <laughs> and Hopper, Hopper's like, fuck you too. I'm going to stay with this guy. <laughs> Yeah, Hopper's doing the wine like, oh, don't leave, oh, yeah. oh, don't fight, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> no, you can't go yeah. by yourself. <laughs> I'll look after you, bro, which is mm. really sweet. So now mm. it's just Perrin and the goodest boy, and Elias mm. is like, whatever. Yeah. Uh, ungrateful little bitch. Yeah, <laughs> we're heading off. <laughs> um, yeah, he's like, you're not. They're not your pack. And Perrin's like, you don't know anything about my pack. They're my friends. I want to rescue them. And he's like, all right. Um, and so Perrin goes to head off in the opposite direction back towards farm. And um, Hopper's like, no, we have to go. We have to go to the town, bro. And Perrin's like, no, we don't. Like, like there's nothing there. And then Hopper's like, but there is. And sends like it sends him like a vision of. Uno's been left in a cage, like his mm. corpse has just been he left, and that gets Perrin really him. upset. You didn't even bury him. So yeah. Perrin heads into the town. Will you wait for me here, goodest boy? And he goes, yeah. all right. <laughs> Only because I'm a good boy. Yeah. Um, I'm goodest boy. I must wait, like goodest yeah. boy. Yes. And um, so Perrin goes into the town, and, and he's going to um, free Uno's corpse. Imperium. or something. But then there's a there's an Aiel woman in a cage who's like, oh, that's going to make some noise, dude. Yeah, it's going to be loud. <laughs> yeah. And then and then we meet Dane Bornhold. Sexy Bornhold. Who, Caitlin, yeah, Caitlin, Caitlin has a stream of consciousness here. Yeah. So, like, this is a good episode of setting up a lot of stuff. But, like, in the books... Hmm. Perrin has a gay awakening where he sees a very attractive male cousin who's locked in a cage um, and they have a very fun little conversation where Perrin's like, he's so tall and manly and muscular and his eyes and, like, I like him. And so he frees him and then they have a little, like, fight and, like, the sexy cousin from the cage is like yeah, you want to fight with me? And, like, Perrin's like, um, yes, but are we talking about, like, actual fighting or, like, you know? And then Wrestling. Wrestling. And then um, they have the big fight and he's like, well, you're my friend, I'm going to dip by. And it's great because Perrin's like, holy shit, I love that guy, but also, like, 
in the undertones because we can't have gay subplots in high fantasy from like the 90s and 2000s. Um, and they change it to a woman, but then Sexy Bornhold walks in and I'm like, okay, yeah. this replaces all of the other gay moments that happened before Straight Parent of the Books. Straight Parent of the Books is the worst. Um, and so now Perrin is clearly going to be paired up with Sexy Bornhold in this series and I love it. I yeah, like the you immediately I like the twist. them. Yeah. yeah. Do you have your stream of consciousness in front of you to read? I do not because I'm playing with many things. That okay, so I have it. You said Sexy Caged Cousin is a Lady. Perrin's Gay Awakening. Yeah, was Child Bornhold is hot, though. Maybe yeah. he's the gay awakening. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, and then later you say, attack all at once. Half the cast, nope out. Yeah. yeah save pretty bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So that, that's basically the important parts of this episode is the gay awakening is now shifted and I'm okay with it. And also when the leader of an army guy says, everyone attack all at once, don't take turns because half the cast noped out of that scene. Mm. They weren't attacking yeah. all at once. <laughs> yeah, but Perrin was there as well. Perrin, um, yeah. yeah, so but before that happens, so, so Dane Bornhold enters the scene yes. um, and is like, uh, careful about that woman. She's like really dangerous. Yeah, she and he gives her some water, which yeah. makes him sympathetic. Mm-hmm. And then he takes Perrin back for a drink at the inn yeah. and they get to know each other. Yeah, have some and then, drinks. I got a bed for you, baby. Come with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then, and then, oh no! Turns out that they're white cloaks. The parents like shit, shit, white cloaks. And then, yeah, you're like, you're a cop. You have to you have to tell me if you're a cop before we like have drinks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, oh no. And then some parents like, oh, I'll have my room now, please. And goes yeah. into the room. And then we get a little bit with the innkeeper, who's like, yeah, a couple of days back, the white cloaks like pushed the Sean Chan out. Um, and then he says, to be honest. We were probably better off under the Sean Chan because they leave you alone if they don't enslave you. Yeah. Basically, they take a couple of people, but if you're left behind, you're fine. Whereas everyone's fucked with these guys. Mm. Is that talk about what happened to the previous innkeeper? You know, she went after her granddaughter. He took her to farm. (laughs) He's been enslaved Mm -hmm. to be a slave person. Yeah, it's one of those like. It's all right if you're not one of those, but, you know, it doesn't affect you, me. As so. long as you keep your head down and you're not among the party of people, the, the minority that's being picked on, then you're fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. vibe and it's like, which, uh. yeah, But you kind of get where he's issue. coming from. Yeah. He's like, after mm. that first initial worry, um, it's sort of done and you can move on. Whereas. Yeah. But the white cloaks pick on everyone indiscriminately. Yeah. Yep. And you don't know so, what they're going to turn around and decide the next day. Like you could be doing one thing that they've told you is correct and then the next day it's not correct anymore and you're in trouble. Like they just make mm. up shit as they go along, which is You could look at them stressful. wrong and then suddenly you're on the chopping block. You're a dark yeah. friend, yeah. <laughs> I think both are pretty bad. Oh, yeah, they're, ter- they're both yeah. terrible. Yeah. 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 But they're bad in different ways. The talk um, between big scary guy, what's his face, the creepy villain. And yeah. um, Pretty Boy, and it's like, Pretty Boy's like, well, I mean, <laughs> and he told me not to give her water, but like, come on, man, she's not going to give her Pretty Boy is the son of, uh, is basically a cop guy from first season. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Valda comes in. That's the questioner from season one who kidnapped Perrin and mm. 
yeah, and Perrin and, and, and Egwene and stuff. Um, <laughs> so I just realised that, that in my head, the bad thing that he did was eat the burbs. <laughs> your yeah, the, I remember them. a creepy scene yeah. of him eating something and it was very weird. Yeah, yeah he, he ate burbs. the sharp bird while he watched an Aes Sedai burn at the stake yeah. after he's cut her hands off. Yeah, um, so yeah, that's so pure evil as opposed to bad guy. Yeah, um, he's, pretty, he's pretty bad. And he's got his army in a sling and there's a lot of debate about whether that's from Egwene sticking her knife in his shoulder six months ago or whether he's the one who the last man to come close enough to Avienda's cage it's to both. nearly break an arm. Yeah, it's both. And I, it's both. Yeah, it's already <laughs> a bad arm. Yeah. And then she grabs it and almost breaks it. Yeah, because so you know that she's confident that enough to see. There and yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a tell advantage of that. Same page. Same page, Helen and I. Uh-huh. <laughs> Love it. Uh, that's a good answer. It's both. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he's there and, and parents like, shit, and then hides. And um, um, what's his name? Valda is like, uh, Nepo baby to Dane. <laughs> and Dane's <laughs> like, right. I'm not a Nepo baby. I'm just really pretty. <laughs> Yeah, shut up. Like, he seems like he's the I'm like tormented. the cop that's trying to be an honest cop, but he's surrounded by corrupt cops. And it's yeah, like, exactly. He's trying so hard. It's like a yeah, whole family okay. thing. <laughs> yeah, so they've got their family drama going on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is the son of when they when Maureen and the kids encountered the white cloaks in season one, and um, she's like, "I'm a lady from a fallen house," and she had the like stab wound from mm-hmm. the trollic blade. Um, the nice, the like gentleman that was like, yeah, the basically oh, yes. a cop guy. Yeah, you should find a sister, um, like a I said I to heal you. Uh, we don't mess with them. Um, on your way. Thank you very much. And then Valda's mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna feal them up. So mm-hmm. that older guy is Dane's dad. Yeah, yeah, that makes holds. sense. That's the mm-hmm. the older guy who is probably a good cop as well. <laughs> yeah, mm. but he's still a cop, so he's still kind of a little bit bad. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So Perrin sneaks away, and this time he doesn't care about Uno anymore. But he frees the Aiel in the cage, who introduces herself as Avienda um, of the Nine Valley Sept of the Tardad Aiel. I think Perrin probably it's not that. that he didn't care about Uno. It was more of the oh, I've got to get out. There's white cloaks here, but she's in a cage and she's still alive. <laughs> yeah, can't leave her here. Lady. My conscience. A night boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, and I love it. So he like, lets her out and is like, and it's really, it's really lovely because he like literally breaks her out and then is like, uh, can you walk? Because if you can't, we're kind of in trouble because mm. um, I'm obviously not going to leave you now. Um, I'm not breaking you out and running. Um, and I haven't been like checking to see if you can walk before I break you out. Mm. Um, and doing yeah, a so stupid they- thing and it's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. <laughs> Um, and then they turn around, but then White Clicks come and they're like, oh shit. And then it's really cute. He like, he's like, stay behind me, woman who I'm I protecting. protect you. Yeah. And then she, she's like, idiot. <laughs> yeah. And like puts the veil over her face and then says, do you like to dance, Paranaybara? Yeah. See, if this was the sexy original manly cousin, you would have immediately been like, Parent is gay and this is amazing. Yeah. And Avian is very cool. Word for word. Yeah. 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 She's very cool, but she's the wrong gender. (laughs) I I liked it because I was like, oh, Perrin now has a cool friend. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool friend. He's got like a little posse coming. I want he's, he's, he's got the goodest boy wolf and a cool yeah. friend who's clearly good at survival. And a John. warrior woman. The yeah. warrior woman, yeah, who's yeah. totally going to wingman him with sexy Bornhold. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's going to be great. Yeah. Um, it's going to be like a buddy then, comedy situation. I don't know if you caught this, but there's the big fight, which is kind of really cool and stuff. And um, there's a Wilhelm scream in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, such a meme. Sound designers yeah. are like, oh, here's an opportunity to put in the Wilhelm scream. Yep. If you don't know what the Wilhelm scream is, look it up. It's a scream that's in like every film that, ever. I think I've referred to it like. one sound effect that they always use. It's a sound use. effect that's in like, <laughs> yeah. a, that's in like a library. Mm. <laughs> you hear really it and you know what it's, to, it's meant to mean. It's like the Jaws theme. You know what that's meant to mean. Yeah. You're like, oh, my old friend, the Wilhelm and scream. And the dun, dun, dun. Everyone knows what that yeah. means. Yeah. And then, um, so they escape. Perrin stops Avienda from killing Dane. Um, because he, he gave you him. water and he's beaten. Let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, stop. And Avienda's like, why? <laughs> he's like, I want to burn him later. Yeah. <laughs> stop ruining my chances. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, he gave you water. And she's like, fine. Yeah. And Dane's like, what are you? Because he sees Perrin's like yellow wolf eyes yeah and now he's all like in a twilight saga and he's like i've got to follow this guy forever because i love him see gay awakening <laughs> but it i hate him itself. i love him in a hate way yeah yeah i don't understand what's going on but also i love him um <laughs> I, have all these and I can never tell my straight father that i'm actually gay and in love with a werewolf it's not gonna work but i love him <laughs> <laughs> but daddy i love him yeah <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, it writes itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Perrin should be gay. Get rid of straight yeah. Perrin, he's awful. Yeah. So they escape and then later we get a little bit of sort of exposition about the Aiel that they um, they call the Aiel Waste the Threefold Land and they're there um, to be punished for the sin, but no one remembers what the sin is. Mm. It's probably um, something to that- do with the breaking of the world and whoever they sided with at the time or something. Uh, no, everything I, comes back to that. And I read the book anyway. Yeah, I can't I'm on the end now. I know this spoils. <laughs> yeah, it's a good bit. It's one of my favorite bits. Yep. So anyway, no one knows what it is, and um, she also talks about honor and obligation. Gia toes. Yeah, she's got toes. She's got toes. She's got yeah. toes for Perrin. Yep. And Perrin's like, yeah. She says, "I have toe. My water is yours." And Perrin's like. Um, is that something sexy? Is that a sexy Yeah, he's thing? like, I'm not into feet or women. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you idiot. Like, I just like, you saved my life and now yeah. I'm going to follow you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> yeah. don't life need debt, to do bro. any sexy things. <laughs> yeah. I've got this like life debt. Like, if you don't want to do sexy things, that's fine. But you know, I mean, like I would later. sex you, but you know. Yeah, like, if you change your mind, it's fine. Mm. <laughs> Consent is key here, but you know, just leaving mm. the door open. If you do want to swing yeah. for the other teams, totally fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's pretty much Perrin. You got anything else to say about Perrin? Um, he has a great dog. He should be gay. The dog at the innkeeper's dog loves him too. Yeah. yeah. So that there where she comes up to him and is like, hello, friend. <laughs> hello, best friend. I love you. Which is like how yeah. every dog at the park greets me and Oscar. They're like, hello, best friend. I love you. And Oscar's like, I love you too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, best friend. Um, and 
it is kind of funny because the dog comes out later when Dane's talking to Valda mm. and Dane's like, oh, don't worry, it's not a wolf. Because obviously Valda's been like, oh, my God, guys, I had these dark friends and then these wolves came and oh, attacked he's us. He's traumatised and, and scared of wolves now. Yeah. yeah. And he's definitely, like, talked and he's been telling way everyone and mm. Like, it's, it wasn't, like, a couple of wolves. It was a thousand wolves and he was the only yeah. one to get away. <laughs> yeah. And I bet he's been, like, playing it up for all, like, the other, telling all the other white cloaks and all the other white cloaks are like, yeah, sure. Wolves. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, and you barely uh-huh. got away with your life and just one stab wound to the back of your neck. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's hop over to the happenings in the tower. Um, so firstly, let's talk about uh, Varen and here's your detectives. Yeah. yeah. She's all like, I know things and she's she's, she's um Jawline's like, hey, I've been to that town where, uh, like, this very specific thing grows at only yeah. at this time of year, so I definitely I've was there. Alibi like, is this is my alibi. alibi is so <laughs> solid, like, you can't, and, yeah. and, and Varen's, Varen's like, like, yes, your alibi asparagus. Well yeah. done. Also, it's really weird because you don't normally do that. Like, she's yeah. doing that with her eyes. She's like, you weirdo, like, you're very clearly alibying the shit out of this, which it's makes like, oh, you've got suspicious. an alibi ready. Whereas if Varen had just, like, walked in and she wasn't doing something dodgy jawline would have just been like fuck off erin <laughs> yeah. and she would have been like yeah. cool no suspicion here i feel like Varen yeah. being back in itself is like oh my god you're back <laughs> i'm not doing yeah. anything suspicious shifty eyes yeah <laughs> yeah oh absolutely so Varen meets up with her like little posse of friends i love her little posse uh, of, like, they're all like oh my god, and friends and they're like hey you brought the wine fantastic we have the gossip yeah <laughs> like, still let's let's Share some tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're very, um, they're very cute. Yeah. So that's Naomi and Yasika, yeah. who are very cool. Yeah, that's their names. Um, so they catch up, and then um, Varen goes and meets with Shiriam and is like, "Hello, sister." And Shiriam's like, "Oh, hello." Very formal. And Varen's like, "Whatever." Um, I'm very friendly and I want to see these new powerful novices. And Shiriam doesn't remember that they've, like, left the tower. Yeah, it was this odd moment of, uh, what? <laughs> and it kind of was like, it looked almost like is she, she that she's covering from Leandra for some reason, but she's very, mm. like, shaky about it. Like, oh, did yeah, she get she... blackmailed? <laughs> no, she yeah. got compulsed. <laughs> so the conclusion that um, Yasika comes to is, like, or that Varen suggests is that maybe there was something called compulsion used. Yeah. Yeah, she's got. And therefore, there must it. be Black Aja in the tower. Oh no. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It's not so um, Nine finally getting her powers and being like, I want to go to a party. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think, Helen? Is it Shiriam's been like blackmailed or is compulsion some sort of blackmail? Um, I think it might have been. I mean, it kind of looks like it's probably the compulsion, but it, it's just the, the way she's so shaky about it that it's like she didn't want yeah, she to. She doesn't do... cover it well, does she? Yeah, it's nope. like this, like maybe she's either half aware of what happened or she got blackmailed into it partially. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, she has some stake in whatever this thing, like she has a reason to keep people unaware of what's actually happened. Yeah, like, I love that minute where she's like, where oh, she's like, well, oh, so they're gone. Oh, oh, by the way, oh, do you have this book? And just leads them out of the room and then other girl sneaks straight back in and, yeah, oh, teamwork. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I love it. Detective it was Librarians. So smooth. <laughs> so smooth. Yeah. yeah. It's such a small, so tiny piece of the episode, and I want it to be more. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But it's real good. So um, the girls are out of the tower, so Leandrin packs them up and takes them through the ways. She has a little chat with Nynaeve halfway there, and Nynaeve is like, oh, my God, you're, like, actually working for the Dark One. Uh. Like, how could you? <laughs> and Leandrin's like, shut the fuck up. And she's like, um, what was the thing about women breaking or something? What was that she yeah. said? Yeah. yeah. Every woman has days, Men got scarred and so women's had to pretend that they were meek and mild and, like, had all these rules to stop them from doing fun shit. Mm. And that's why everything sucks. Yeah. They had to make us look inhuman to them yeah. so they could hate us better. No, yeah. they had to look human, not inhuman. No, that's what she said. She said inhuman. inhuman. Yeah. It, they they didn't like us being our humanity, so they put all these rules on us. Made oh, us I thought things. it was the other way around. No, that was, like, no, they're no. so powerful that they're like above but everyone. Our humanity, so they've what, bound them to make them more human. No, and it was more it was no, our, their humanity human. was what scared them. Yeah, because if they <laughs> okay. fall in love, they can break the world again, mm. and that's a human thing. So they've oh. taken away everything that makes Isodai mm. people. And they've become these symbols, sort of these boogie cr- monsters in the dark. I said, I'm going to come These things you. that we can justify hating them or we can justify yeah. differentiating ourselves from them because yeah, they're yeah, not like human, therefore it doesn't matter what we do to them. Yeah, yeah. They live forever, I think Leandrin's main thing is that they had to, that women have had to make themselves or compromise their power, make themselves look less powerful to make the men feel better. Yeah. And that's what she's really bitter about. She doesn't it's like that. Yeah, that they've sworn these oaths to make themselves less powerful. Yeah, but like also all of the politicking in the tower is a direct result Mm -hmm. from that nonsense and clearly she's got no friends because she can't play politics very well. They don't like us being friends. They don't like us having emotions and happiness and being, you know. Yeah. So so she drops the Wonder Girls off. Um, what Nynaeve says to her in that moment is like, everyone has their breaking point and you will do the bad things too. He's like, is it like, well, is that, your son is dying. Is that what you're telling me this to make yourself, to justify it to yourself? Because mm. <laughs> you, you won't justify it to me because I'm not going to forgive you. Yeah, don't give me your yeah. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just for your benefit. Yeah, um, own, own your crap. Don't yeah. make up shit to make yourself feel better. And it's like um, you see it on her face and then when the actor is like, oh, she hit me where it hurts. Yeah, my <laughs> yeah. feelings, they got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, we find that Lady Suroth has dragged her giant pyramid palanquin <laughs> into the weird without again. her face thing on. Mm. Yeah, so she doesn't have a little helmet on anymore. I think that's probably to do with the nail thing, mm. that she's, like, not as powerful. Um, so she's there waiting and... The engine leads these horses through with the girls on the horses and then I love the way she just like drops the reins and like struts in. She's like, fuck you, fuck everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm doing and a delivery. Then, and they both like <laughs> yeah. and they the two of them bitch at each other, like, Oh, I'm more powerful than you, and oh I hate you, and oh I hate you. And it's yeah, like, like, oh, they're, they're both... the exact same breed of person. <laughs> yeah, they're doing yeah. the same thing, but they have different interpretations. So it's like it's like 
two branches of religion walking into the same room. Oh, mine's better mm. than yours. It's like, well, you're both yeah. a bit shit, so, you know. They're both going to be thrown under the bus at some point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so this interaction is pretty much taken word for word from the books mm-hmm. um, between uh, Suroth and Leandrin. Um, so they have they have this like sort of verbal sparring. But also... Um, Suroth gives us a little bit of information about the Damane and the Suldam, that, like, these Suldam are, like, trained to be able to control the Damane's power mm. and they, like, they like earn it rather than being, like, an accident of birth to channel. Um, so they've got this, like, philosophy thing about the power in women who can channel. Because mm. mm. if you can channel and you're going to get the dummy, you're not a real person, you're a commodity Whereas if you're in charge of the commodities, you have to go through some rigorous training to prove that you are worthwhile of getting that. And it's like, I can see how they're selling it to themselves, but also like mm. still people. They just want to control the power themselves. They're yeah, exactly. Jealous mm. of it. So they want to, you know. Yeah. So instead yeah. of like making these rules about how you can't lie and you have to do this and the different colored arches and blah, 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 they've gone um, cool. Um, you can't make your own decisions because you have the power, but we want to control the power. So we're going to put a layer of um, control over you. You are a slave. Mm. Dumb as fuck. Yeah. Also, in the books, yep. it's way worse because of like how it came about. So much worse. So evil. I love it. Yeah. We might f- we might find that out. Um. So yeah. So. But just but just before the engine leaves, she like frees Nynaeve. Yeah, she says she's like, yeah, like oh, like oh, it's I'm gonna see. I like it. not if I see you first, kind of vibe. And then she's like, yeah. undoes the the rope for. Yes, yeah, so it's like I just yeah. want to fuck with you because I hate yeah. you. That's <laughs> so like, I'm gonna let them free. Here's a grenade. Like <laughs> yeah. maybe Nynaeve will explode. Like boop, here you go. See ya. Yeah. And then um, like they all wake up gets... and like, Nanny help. And she's like, I can't. It's like you've got fingers, yeah. buddy. Undo the ropes. <laughs> and then it's it's yeah, um so uh, she... princess doesn't explode. Yeah. And Nanny yeah. um, and Egwene doesn't does, ex- does a shieldy thing and then they yeah. do run yeah. away. But oh <laughs> run away. <laughs> run away. Run away. Run away. Um yeah, so they Almost escaped. So Nynaeve and Elaine escape, but my girl Egway. Hey, she's got her hands tied and she's stumbling around and oh no, she got caught. She she's wrapped up in strings. Um, oh no, magic strings. Yeah, so that's a bit sad. But then um, Nynaeve and Elaine obviously like wander around and then they find the city of Farm and Elaine mm-hmm. being the like princess trained in a palace is like, I know this city. This is farm. This is their yeah. culture. I can tell by like their dress and stuff. But these like soldiers and shit, they're not. Local. Yeah, she's done that. She's got this like, oh god, what's something's wrong here? Yeah, we're in a lot of shrubs. Like right, we we're miles away from where I suppose. Oh gosh, oh gosh. And, and Nynaeve's like, I do not give a shit. Let's yeah. just find fucking Egwene. Yeah. Like, I need to like, rescue. Just gonna I go. plow through I am everything. a hammer. I will hammer my way through the shit. Ah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Elaine's like, maybe not. Yeah. But then while they're arguing, they get whacked over the head by some dude. Mm. Um, so that's concussion number two. Yay. <laughs> um, but it turns out that he was a warder. Yeah. And so he obviously carries them up. And um, Rhyma, the ice that I, is like, uh... So we rescued you, stupid girls, wandering through the streets. So but your descriptions your everywhere. That's exactly what um, Elaine said. <laughs> it's like, they're obviously yeah. looking for us. We have to, like, be smarter about this. Yeah. And now he's like, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm a hammer and I will hammer my way through this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so exactly. Rhymer has rescued them and is like, um, do you know what they do to women who can channel? And then we see what kind of what they do. So, um, so uh, what's his name? Turak, the High Lord Turak, has asked for Ashamiel to like has given an audience to Ashamiel who comes, and um, Ashamiel asks that he receive a gift from Suroth. Well, they have this kind like, of talk where he's like, "Who the fuck are you? Yeah, where'd you come <laughs> yeah. from? You know? Where'd you go?" And he's like, "Oh, oh, um, just being all." I'm an admirer. Oh, yes. I'm admiring. Yeah. That's why I'm here. It's like, oh, I love <laughs> your work. I, I love your empress. I just want to yeah. help your empress. I am hmm. just a lowly worm in your empire. <laughs> I'm a total <laughs> fan. Will you please sign my book? Grovel, grovel, grovel. <laughs> yeah. So it's implied that, well, well, Turak says, um, I hear that you saw the omens that sent us back over the sea, like, for this invasion. Yeah. And is um, like, oh, no, only the Empress can do that. But it's yeah. kind of pretty clear because we know he's a Shamiel that he probably, like, engineered mm. <laughs> this happening. So this yeah. is all kind of part of his plan. Um, yeah. Yes, which is unfolding before us. Um, and then they bring out poor Egwene, yeah. my girl Egwene, yeah. and then they put a collar on her, which is awful. Yeah, yeah it's a weird magic collar that just... You just need the same sparkles of them doing their magics to like um, make those all this metal appear over our shoulders and everything. Mm. Yeah, so it's just like a like a literal band that when it gets put around her neck, it like closes and then grows the like shoulder pads. So obviously, it's like, how do you get that off? Like that's kind of it's stuck. And then she like falls to that screaming because it must be painful when this yeah. person behind her clicks on a little leash and does all these things with her. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So just before the leash, there's like a little, there's like almost a leash of like power that comes out from the back of the collar and attaches to the Suldam's like bracer, like arm bracer thing. Mm. And then she like clips a leash on her, which is like. So, like, yeah. inhuman. Yeah. Yeah. My girl, like, wait. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It looks like there's, like, sh- that whole thing would be, like, a like a brace that would force her into, like, a certain posture that was probably very uncomfortable, too. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess maybe we'll find out what happens yeah. with Egwene soon. Um, Nynaeve's going to do It doesn't bode well, does it? Yeah. yeah. So you think Nynaeve's going to, like, do a explode and do a rescue, hammer her way in? I feel like she'll want to do that and it's like... She's, oh, yeah. But the yellow person's going to be like, you're going to fucking blow my cover, you've got to play this game my way because I've been here a while and I'm not going <laughs> to... <laughs> no, Princess gets a job um, doing, like, a getting in on the inside. She's got the security pass. She can get all the way up. She's, like, working out exactly where Egwene is in the prison and then Nynaeve's like, I'm just going to blow the, the whole building, okay? And she's like, no, like, just stick to the plan. She's like, no, I'm just going to blow it up. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I don't have control over this. It yeah. just happens. Bam. Yeah. Yeah, like, Elaine goes along with the plan and they're doing their whole, like, um, heist situation to break yeah. out yeah. and yeah. save all the girls that got kidnapped as well. And, 
and yeah. these, uh, like, you know. Yeah, like she's got this plan. She's like, I'm going to rescue the entire town and the and girls. And then fucking blows it. And it's like, oh, God damn it. Yeah, just ruins <laughs> now it. Now he's got to change the whole plan. Blows up the wall. They fly by the seat of their pants. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, just it's like, like months any good heist plot. film. There's <laughs> always the complication that happens. And then the helicopter flies yeah, in. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like there will be a moment when Nynaeve doesn't explode and actually does manage to break off these collars? And this moment mm-hmm. where, where the bad guys are, like, actually terrified. <laughs> of like, yeah. oh, no, the magics, the things that we used that it's turned have back never failed us. us before have failed <gasps> us. Oh, oh no. Yeah. No, we're the, we're the, not the Sultan, the other guys with the dummies. Damane. Damane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Revenge. It's reversed on us. And then they get, like, punched to death by the people with the dummies. Mm. Perfect yes. ending. Okay, no notes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what happens in the next three episodes at the end of the season, or is Absolutely. that just next episode? I don't know. It's all got to come together at some point. No. Oh, it's one episode. It's one. It's a heist episode, and then we swap to um, Sexy Bornhold and Perrin's romance, which will take another three seasons. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we just forget about Rand. <laughs> We've forgotten yeah. about him from like the beginning. He just keeps like what popping about up being boring. It's like Moraine's. I want to see what Moraine's gonna do and what's happening with her. Yeah, Moraine and Lanfear mm-hmm. are having a big old fight. Rand's just there set dressing. Um, yeah. <laughs> the important romance of the series is pairing getting with sexy Bornhold, and Matt's gonna turn up and be witty. It's amazing. Yeah, we didn't get any Matt in this episode. No, because he's being. Tricked by Min. Yeah. Who is having emotions and <laughs> guilty conscience and, oh, but she doesn't know what to do, but she doesn't want to be here anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes. So that's episode five. And the of Time season two. Any further thoughts? I think you've got a pretty good headcanon going on. Yep. Pretty good predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have we're on uh, Discord. We've got a new Discord server. Join us there to talk about things you think are neat, and uh, you can find the link in the show notes. We're also on Twitter and Instagram and Threads now, and Blue Sky, um, and you can email us on Isn't It Neat Pod at gmail.com and all the links to everything is in the show notes don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and feel free to leave us a review because that really helps us out thanks for listening now go and enjoy something you think is neat